free Kevin Brown. Were those announcers free worried Kevin. they might also get suspended if they mentioned what was going on with the crowd? Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Wistrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. I'm sure they had to have addressed that, or were they afraid to? Maybe, maybe it was the latter. But There's no way appears, you can address that. You're going to get I fired. Know. Right? I yeah. know. I mm know. -hmm. They're walking on yep. eggshells. Like, do we say something? <laughs> mm -hmm. No, no, let's keep our jobs. We don't want to end up like Kevin Brown. Well, it turns out all this backlash, guess who will be back to work tomorrow? One Kevin Brown after the Orioles suspended him for essentially speaking facts. This whole thing is still baffling to me. I can't even believe it became a story. It's almost like a dream. Like it, it seems so odd, but I guess the Orioles are very sensitive. And now Kevin Brown goes back to his job. I guess it'll be a little awkward at first, but he's in the right here. I think he has all the power and holds the cards. It'll be Friday, right? When they're when they're on the road, mm -hmm. it's Seattle, oh sorry, I, I keep thinking today's yeah. Thursday. <laughs> it was sorry. wishful thinking. Uh, yeah, definitely so, Friday. <laughs> this this story certainly not a media creation, but everywhere you turned, um, every baseball voice across the country was backing Kevin Brown, and a, a lot of media members were talking about this. It, it was a huge story, but sometimes I wonder, stories in our world, do fans really care? Do fans care that the play-by-play -play announcer has been suspended and the ownership clearly in the wrong? They're, the game's going to happen. They're going to be able to watch their team, their favorite players. It's going to be on the air. It's not taken off the air. So sometimes I wonder, do fans really care? And that brought a smile to my face. But yeah, they were using their voice for some good. And they made sure, even though it was announced that Brown was going to be returning when this occurred last night, that he was going to be returning on Friday, um, they were showing their support. And I love to see that, Ed. Yeah, I, I did too. Uh, super happy that O's fans uh, said what they did uh, out there to the ballpark and, and certainly getting on social media and proclaiming their discontent that Kevin Brown was removed from the broadcast booth. And I'm also very happy uh, that he's coming back. And it, it's one of those things where I know I'm tempted to continue to bash O's ownership uh, because of this move. But Kevin Brown's coming back. It's never too late to do the right thing. And maybe we can just sort of calm it down after that and sort of get back to what we care about, which is uh, hearing great broadcasters call fantastic baseball games in a year where baseball has, hasn't been this popular in quite some time. And you would hate for something uh, to distract from that. Granted, this is an extreme example. I understand that. But living in the, the city, uh, you know, home to some amazing broadcasters uh, over the years, L.A. still very much cares about anybody and everybody who's calling a game of any type. And uh, mm -hmm. even someone like R Wayne Randazzo, who's in his first year calling Angels games and isn't doing it all the time because he also does some national broadcasts. Uh, fantastic broadcaster, uh, you know, very particular with, you know, how he describes certain things and does it very, very well. And, you know, he's been well received and he hasn't been doing it for that long. And so very much fans still care about who's calling games, you know, especially when you have, you know, road contests and things like that. Uh, you know, there is something where 
hearing a voice, a familiar voice, or just a polished, you know, knowledgeable voice is something that we do genuinely care about. And I feel like sometimes, uh, you know, those in upper level management, you know, they focus so much on, you, you know, the production qualities and things like that, that who you have as a broadcaster matters a great deal. And it's not just, you know, having the deep radio voice or whatever, but it's also being able to connect with the fans, connect to the viewers and listeners. And that is sometimes a lost art form. And hopefully with this whole Kevin Brown fiasco, we are reminded just how much broadcasters matter and how much that relationship matters as well. I'm glad to hear that about Wayne. Um, Because he was always getting messed around with his contracts when he was with the Mets. And he's terrific. Uh, I used to work with him at night. I mean, sometimes you, you, we've all done that. You come across people where you think, oh man, they're not going to be here long. They're going to be on to bigger and better things. Like he used to do uh, updates at night at the score. And I, I've hosted a few shows with him too. Uh, you know, just kind of like filling out the schedule. I'm like, yeah, Wayne, you're not going to be here <laughs> too much longer. So <laughs> I, I love hearing that, uh, that he's doing well with the angels and hopefully he's there for a long time. And going back to the Orioles, I think it's become somewhat of a pastime around here for fans to hate on the Angelos family. I mean, it's another owner. I don't know what's with this trend in the DMV and fans not liking the owners, but that is another situation. And it seems like he's just so fragile, too, and sensitive. It's just annoying. So I think it was disrespectful to fans to suspend him in the first place and, like, the fans are not that stupid. The fans are educated, and the Orioles fans are very loyal. Even when the Nats came to town, people still stuck with the Orioles and didn't just jump ship. So uh, I'm happy that this is coming full circle, and hopefully uh, ownership and front office and whoever was behind that decision will learn their lesson. I wanted to bring up another backlash-related story. We talked about Eric Bieniemy being loud, criticizing his players very harsh, <laughs> and players were whining and complaining to Ron Rivera. Now the players are getting called soft. Tyreek Hill and a bunch of players are tweeting that, you know, Bieniemy's got your back. Bieniemy spoke out and was like, listen, I'm not going to change. I am going to be hard on my players and loud, but I'm also going to have their backs and be their number one fan. What do you guys make of this situation a day later now that we've heard from the enemy, we've heard from some guys who have played for him in the past, and we've heard from some players tweeting who are currently on the commanders being like, I'm not soft. Ed? Joe? What do you think, Aaron? You're you're there. Like, what's the reaction that you're getting? I stand by everything that I said yesterday in the moment. It really hasn't changed anything for me. But it's going to be fascinating to watch how it unfolds. I think I think Bienemy has most support, and he should. I mean, he's won championships. I mean, we laid it all out yesterday. The guy comes from a winning culture. What have the commanders done lately? Nothing. So they should shut up and listen to this guy. Yeah, it just. Uh, yeah. Do you think he has the full support of Rivera based on what he was saying, just by even putting that out there? Like, I didn't get that. Oh, I don't think of Rivera. I think of fans. Yeah. I think okay. of fans are siding with the enemy, but yeah, the the whole dynamic, why Ron even said what he did publicly is, I don't like that. And I I like mm-hmm. Ron, but I'm like, dude, Ron, what are we doing here? <laughs> this is not good. 
I, I get that management styles may very well conflict and maybe how Rivera handles his business is not the way the enemy handles his business. And so therefore you're put in this weird spot where you go, okay, this isn't exactly how we want to run things, but we still want you to be you. It, sometimes these things need time to iron out. And the problem is that Washington doesn't have any time to iron these things out because with new ownership, it's possible that Ron Rivera could be ousted in the middle of the season. Like I was referring to yesterday, could Rivera be the first head coach to be fired? I like those odds now. Uh, those make a lot of sense to me. So whatever happens with the enemy or whatever, I, I mean, look, I – I don't necessarily care about conflicts with, you know, personalities who are above you, things like that. We've all dealt with them. And sometimes they are passing, they're fleeting. And sometimes they last for a really long time. And look, th this is training camp. We, we see this at the NFL level and at the college level where we are figuring each other out because we have to work together uh, intensely together closely for a really long period of time. And they're going to be personality conflicts. It's just naturally going to happen. The problem is you want to make sure to keep it in-house. And when that doesn't happen, then questions continue to occur time and time and time again. And that can be uh, perhaps distracting. But, you know, these are growing pains. They happen. But do I feel any differently than I did yesterday? No. Uh, is it making you, you guys rethink your, your opinion on the commanders? Um, Paul dubbed this a commander show. I don't know that I'd go that far, but we were talking about the over six and a half and then finishing third place in that division instead of fourth. If Biennemi gets his way and the players buy in, okay. then yes. But if this weirdness with, you know, with Ron and there seems to be a conflict of how we should be doing things continues and Ron gets fired... I don't know. I, I, I think it could be a recipe for disaster, but I think if everyone buys in and Eric Bianami is able to do his thing and this all kind of disappears, then I think it's possible. Yes. What do you think, Ed? You know, part of it too is, okay, if everybody buys in, that's great. Does that mean Sam Howell suddenly can throw a forward pass more accurately because he's buying in? You know, at, at some point, this doesn't matter that much. And while if it goes sideways, we can certainly point to this as a reason. At the same time, I don't feel differently about really that much. I mean, it's a concern. But if this is a concern one month from now, then yes, I might rethink things. But look, but it's we're only August talking about right like now. seven, eight wins. By buying in, I'm not saying right. they're going to the Super Bowl or winning the division. Uh, sure. But right. seven or eight wins. Uh, but my point is that if you're up for first coach fired, you usually don't have seven, eight wins, right? And that would be what you need to go over the win. Uh, that's well, what, that's Matt what Rule I'm kind of was thinking. the first fired and Carolina had seven. Wins. What'd they get? I think they went they over seven. To... Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like they can still get, like if Jack Del Rio takes over second half of the season, you know, maybe they go on a run. Gosh. So, if the players don't like the enemy and, and they fire Rivera, that would be bad. You can't look at the – if he's the interim, oh, my gosh, it'll be a disaster. The enemy? Maybe. If he became the interim and the players that's are, not like, happening. revolting against – Yeah, No, exactly. that's not going to happen. They're not, it, it'll they're be not doing that. So Ron yeah, may not yeah. get fired if, if that's what – if they're going to listen to the players.
Mm. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Bill Barnwell has a list of two dozen potential NFL breakout players. We'll look at which ones we can bet on for value right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be